You're listening to the Bride Chilla Podcast, helping bride chillas and groom chillas plan their wedding minus the bullshit. One podcast at a time with your host, Alicia McCormack. <gasps> you heard audible gasps because they are they are podcasting professionals, as am I. Uh, God, I love, gosh, I love speaking to other podcasters because they know what they're doing. They have a good laugh. They stick to time and they know how to throw to an ad break. Uh, my lovely guest... <laughs> I love the guests today, our podcasters. Spoiler alert, I just said it in the intro. Uh, they are the hosts of the Business Proposal Podcast. It is a podcast all for weddingy folk who might be in the wedding business. So if you are a bride chiller vendor and you are listening to this podcast, stop. Well, don't stop, but multitask. <laughs> multitask and uh, head to your various podcast apps and subscribe. Um, you can hear their laughs, Rach and Elia here, uh, to help me well, to share their knowledge. I'm going to talk to them in a second and ask who they are and what's going on. Stick with me. Uh, to share their knowledge about working with wedding vendors and suppliers because we do this every day as people planning weddings, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. I personally have a lot of good friends and I don't need any more. So sometimes I'm suspicious of people that come into my life and they go, should you be friends with these people? And no, I don't have time or room for more people, except for all of you chillers and Rachel Ellie. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the thank show. You. Thank you. Thank you. I no like crash. That, I like that within the first minute you told your listeners to stop what they were doing and listen to another podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. really very benevolent of you. Yeah, that's what we can get on board yeah, with. Thanks. thanks yeah, that's all right. But listen to us first. <laughs> I, I think we're done here, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's the, the shortest podcast okay. ever. Um, by yeah, the way, everyone, I, I because I am a professional, this is the Bride Chiller podcast. I'm Alicia, the founder and host of Bride Chiller. I should have done that in the first minute. Didn't. But now you're like, okay, this you know, another mystery voice that's in this if you're new to the show. But that's how Bride Chiller rolls. Now, I'm delighted to have you ladies here today because I've been very happily uh, a guest on your show. So it was time to reciprocate and share your knowledge, wealth uh, wealth of knowledge with my listeners as well. So thanks. I'm not sharing my wealth. Well, <laughs> you can keep your hands off that. <laughs> now, you're very jovial. You're both Brits. No, we are. No shit. Um, and uh, how did you both come to be doing your podcast and and getting amongst it? I mean, it's a classic love story. It is. Um, Rach and I met on a styled shoot. So I'm Ellie. Uh, thank you very much for having us, first of all. No props. Um, Pleasure. <laughs> a treasure. Uh, Rachel and I met on a style shoot and then she emailed me uh, around this time last year actually with a subject title scary but exciting but stupid offer. Uh, <laughs> I obviously obviously I declined uh, and said no not really I don't really. And I was mortified. Yeah. <laughs> and then I imagined anyone else doing it and then got really uppity that somebody else was going to do it so I just jumped aboard and here we are. So <laughs> we just we are. so yeah we're just wrapping up season one now um, but it's because uh we're both wedding creatives in the industry and a it can be really lonely working on your own but more specifically like because couples are in such a specific situation in a very unique part of their life and their their problems or what they face when wedding planning is so specific to 
planning a wedding mm. um a lot of the advice of businesses out there is isn't that isn't me it's not niched enough no. guys <laughs> it's not niche enough and so we decided to niche yeah. for them didn't we we did you, nit- we did. you, you niche down i like it a lot <laughs> we niche down exactly yeah. yeah and in the process we've got to talk to loads of amazing people like you alicia yeah. so it's kind of selfish really like it's just great because we just love to it was just chat. a massive self-development project that we yeah. just got everyone on board with unwillingly <laughs> i am i am for i am promoting self self whatever we're going to call it here i'm promoting this the fact you should do things for yourself and you should say it's selfish and fabulous but also learn and you get to talk to great people i think that sounds ideal that's what a podcast should be about i feel the same way about what i do i i get a bit selfish because i'm like let's just get my friends on and talk to them which is what i'm doing today which is lovely you're my new friends i did say in the intro that i don't like new people very much but i welcome (laughs) you both we appreciate that. We do. Even more so, considering we know that the high walls you've built there yeah, I, makes it all the more special. Someone at my work did say, you sound like a bit of a social recluse. And I'm like, I am not. I'm an introverted extrovert, which is what I am. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy uh, meeting new people, but I don't necessarily need to do it every day. Yeah. That is the story Same. of my life. And also, I think when you are so easy to chat to like you are people just mistake that for wanting to chat oh, but it's like yeah. no, no I don't want to do this all it's time. not a free invitation <laughs> oh, no. yeah exactly it is funny and I think you have to be um and not this is the wanky I'm just going to do one quick wanky thing I'm going to stop um but when I used to do a bit of telly in Oz and I wasn't am not at all famous but people started to get to know me a little bit like when in the supermarket people would think they would come up and go oh did we go to school together like I was that people I was familiar but no one knew how so yeah but also because I am like hey and and doing a bit of comedy my not persona who I am is quite you know outgoing and stuff and 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 you know Ellie we've we've met in person I am who I am uh, genuinely I'm not putting a show on but I do find it a bit exhausting <laughs> and I think sometimes you're right people think that 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 is we're going to be best friends and not to say we're not but I'm, you know, a like, little, wow. no, not you, not you. Oh God. No, but just rando, just strangers, rando strangers. And it's like, oh, yeah. I don't know how. To... I know everything about yeah. your life. Yeah. And especially like when you network and stuff and it's all like, you know, I'm not pretending for anyone, but also I'm not, like I'm not putting on a show as you say, but also I am probably a more exaggerated version than what else I'd like to be doing on a Saturday yeah. night. Yes. You know, I'd rather not be networking probably. Like so. tracksuit pants. Yeah. But, um. Don't exactly. want to seem like a tool that made me. I felt little tooly just saying that, and it was it didn't mean to sound tooly. I hope everyone understands. Now we'll move on swiftly, and everyone will forget <laughs> I ever said any of that. Uh, did we go to school together? No, um, <laughs> not unless we went in the supermarket. Now you're going to get chillers coming up to you like, oh, did we go to school together? Yeah. And you're like, is this meta or is God, this? I meta? love that. Oh, what does this mean? Meeting chillers is a real thrill. I will say we've done a couple oh, of I live bet. shows, and every time it's just like, oh, I could squeeze and hug them all. Now, listen, today we're talking about vendors and getting to know vendors, feeling, I was going to say feeling them out, feels like a wrong thing to say, but (laughs) connecting with vendors and making the choice to hire them or not hire them. And I get a lot of questions. um, I see a lot of conversations happening in the Bride Chiller community and our Facebook group about trusting your gut and trying to figure out if people should hire people, should they just you know, go for the cheapest, how to work it out. So this is a big conversation, but you are the right people to talk to about this. Where do we begin? Oh, 
where do we begin? <laughs> I think it's like, it is, I mean, it's kind of, this is why I got into weddings really, because I'm just massively nosy and I love getting insights into people's mm. relationships. So I think the relationship between vendor and couple is like the biggest thing yeah. really. And when that, when it goes wrong, it goes really wrong. <laughs> and when it goes right, it's like you get new friends and that's like the best thing. Unless, unless you may. Um, Sorry, that was unless, me. Unless you have precisely enough friends, thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop that. Only new friends that you like. <laughs> I sound so awful. Sorry, continue on. I will stop. But you don't at all. And actually, you are exactly exemplifying a point which I think a lot of people don't realise is that um, there's a lot of talk in, and I'm a massive proponent of this. There's a lot of talk when you're trying to find your vendors about, be, you know, we'll become best friends, and yeah. actually, you don't mm. have to. No, you know, like you need somebody. I think one of the things to look out for with a vendor is if you feel comfortable with them, and that might be that they're not imposing best friend boundaries on you from the first meeting. It might just be that they understand that you want to keep a step back, and so will they. But they'll still do a great job on the day. It doesn't mean that you need to like be each other's children's godparents, <laughs> like. <laughs> it's just not that deep you know I think that's it I think it's about finding you know I hate this with a vehement passion but it's about finding your tribe isn't it it's finding the people that get you and I think that's true of wedding yeah. vendors as well do you think that um when people first meet vendors I mean I, I'm always sort of saying just pick three to start with you don't need to go and get 48 million quotes because I think that's where the overwhelm starts yeah, and God, you yeah. panic and you're like all these quotes are coming at you or there's also a lot of questions and, I, and I've heard you Ellie said before about um uh talking I think we actually I might have heard you say this in our personal conversation in real in life, real life. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm stressed now. <laughs> but talking um, a little bit about how it, when you meet a vendor and, you know, that, that that sort of connection and talking about money and mixing business with this, you know, potential, you know, wedding friendship, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, but it can be it can be uncomfortable as well because then you're starting to talk about money, but they're like um, the first email, they're like, tell us about your hopes and dreams when you write back to a vendor. You're like, I don't want to fucking yeah, tell you about my hopes yeah. and dreams. I just want to know how much you cost. <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and I yeah and you're right it's like it's that whole thing and for obviously for weddings it's like it has more relevance than for most other big deposit inquiries like you probably don't need to tell somebody your hopes and dreams when you're like buying a new no, bar three or something well, well, well never but, know. <laughs> uh, yeah exactly um but weddings I think it is more relevant but yeah it's just it's a whole awkward conversation because you know I think a lot of the time um couples both people feel like the onus is on them to make it um like enjoyable but also yeah. like the couple really I, I think a lot of the time couples can forget that the meeting is also for the vendor mm -hmm. to see if they like you yes um, yeah. good point I think that's like a very easily forgettable thing um because you know a vendor if they're worth their salt uh you know they won't want to work with somebody that they don't feel they're right for and they'll yes. probably suggest people you know their colleagues who they recommend who are better for them um so the meeting is just about being yourself and not like putting on any pretenses and yeah like the money conversation doesn't help because it's like oh well we have you know and then you like whisper into your beard how much money you have and it's like well, we <laughs> all need bed. to be <laughs> all of you into all of your beards <laughs> um <laughs> But like you, you know, you need to have that straight up conversation because it is a business transaction. No matter how mm. drunk you get with them, it's still a business transaction. Yeah. Like you're still paying them to do their job. Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's a really weird thing that's like quite specific to this industry. I think having that weird like emotional conversation, but that being the first touch point of like yeah. your client process. And Rachel, yeah. really weird. You're, so yeah. I have to say, Rachel Emma Studio google i'll I, all in the show notes today i will link the <laughs> the shit out of all of this but um you know you explain what you do 
explain. Listen to me. It was very formal. Can you please explain <laughs> to the guests, the <laughs> listeners, what you do? Because you... ten marks available for this question. <laughs> oh, I know me. you do a lot, but uh, you are a vendor. You deal. You deal in the vendor-client relationship. How do you work around this initial meeting with potential clients? Because I, I really love, Ellie, that you said that it's a two-way street and I think a lot of times people forget that to say, oh, they're, they're scoping me out as well. If I'm an asshole, they might not want to take my business. Not that I'm assuming anyone listening is a total asshole. I hope not. And if you are, Obviously. we're going to help you out. Yeah. Don't be an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Yeah, it's so so I so I am a stylist and a designer, so I make like decorations, stationery, paper flowers, like all basically all the aesthetics, um, which I love. And that means that like I often work with people like probably from like right right towards the beginning. So obviously invitations are one of the earliest things you work on. Um so I do get to build up a really mm-hmm. nice relationship with them and what so what I always do I meet people either in person like I do little studio consultations or I do um like over Skype or something but I always like to do like something semi face-to-face whether it's in real life or you know um virtually um but what I always try and do is just like straight away try and take any of that pressure off because I I think that thing about like not not wanting to work with everyone is something that I wish that everyone that all couples knew because I think there's this weird myth in the wedding industry that like people are desperate and they Mm. really 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 want your custom but actually like I would always rather work with someone who like definitely knows that I'm the right person for them um and I think taking the pressure off straight away and just being like look you don't there's it's like all your choice like you can get absolutely whatever you want like I'm not gonna like try and lead you down a garden path of like stuff and I think that is the main thing and putting the control back to them and and also the couple knowing that they have the choice of what they're getting yeah um yeah that's the biggest thing thing for me is just like so what are the things then looking at the client vendor relationship and I agree if you can do a face-to-face I know it it can be impossible if you're doing a destination wedding or you've got circumstances that don't allow that but if you can have that one-on-one it really is a great way to scope someone out pretty quickly if you feel the vibes or they don't feel the vibes or whatever what are some of the steps then when you have made your short list of vendors that you've connected with and hopefully before you do a face-to-face, I'm going to jump in and say, I think you should definitely be clear about pricing or at least have some ranges because yeah. if you are going to do a bit of a date, you don't want to be then scared when they say they're 10,000 pounds, shilling cents over your budget which would suck <laughs> what, what are the sort of steps that you you would recommend when you meet to then figure out if they're the right people for you and vice versa I would say before you meet being as prepared as possible like you say like have an idea on pricing and that's obviously on the vendor as well like making sure they're transparent um but being prepared and also being on the same page with each other oh my god yeah because like we were talking before about we both had some bad experiences where um couples have kind of come for you know a consultation or something and actually like we've witnessed arguments between them while they they're sort of like oh well, that, I didn't know that's what we wanted like what what do you mean and then that is always like yeah. that's recipe for awkwardness isn't it yeah <laughs> and then you're just sat there like um 
because not only is it one person saying that they don't really value what you do, which is fine. We're not under the impression that everyone thinks that we're worth, you know, like not everyone will place importance on stationary or on the day planning, which is what I do or anything, you know, there's always going to be those people that don't, which is fine. But there's the one tenet of somebody saying that right in front of you, which is always awkward. And then there's the second thing of a couple who are about to get married, having a very, very strict argument in front of you. And you're just at the like, oh, it's like watching my parents get divorced. (laughs) You don't know what to do with yourself. It's horrendous. And there's no way to bring that back with somebody you've only just met you can't be like now now children like oh god it's horrendous yeah, it is horrendous <laughs> so yeah that preparation I think and like making sure that you've had a conversation between yourselves to start with yeah and you you know what you're looking for and you know you know what you know what where you're heading because then you can't know if the person mm-hmm. is right for you if you don't know what you're aiming for I think that's probably the first and I also think it's that's a very good opportunity with a lot of the couples I have um I'm really lucky that both parties are quite similarly interested so they yeah. don't really fall into that traditional um you know uh the, the woman if they're a same sex um, if they're a heterosexual couple it's not often I find that my couples like the woman takes over Mm -hmm. most you know they usually they're quite equal or standing but a lot of the times in conversations you know the the women can take over and so having that preparation before where you chat to each other about you know what you both want from it it helps you both come in at a more level playing field so that you both have your ideas rather than one of you could totally steamroller in the conversation and then at the end being like I don't think and that's good I think (laughs) and also as vendors I think anyone listening I mean, it feels obvious, but also to include both partners, even if one doesn't seem as interested. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's always discussions in our community about, oh, how do I get my partner involved? But then also saying, you, you know, someone mentioned recently, oh, I just want my vendors to acknowledge that my partner exists in email communications. And it's like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. this is 101. Yeah. But also sometimes it takes someone to say it to go, oh, shit, yes. If I just said, you know, and again, talking, this is for all yeah. couples, but, you know, particularly with um, heterosexual couples that, you know, it's like, oh, the guy's not interested, so I won't even acknowledge his existence. And it's like, oh, fuck, stop perpetuating this shit over and over again. And we might be able to get out of this cliche <laughs> yeah. city and start getting ahead a little bit. And I think one of the worst, one of the worst culprits for that is is when wedding vendors try and be relatable because one of the first things you can go to to like hit a relatability point with your couples is like oh husband's yeah. checked out already before the wedding has he <laughs> and it's like it's well, a big cliche yeah, isn't he's it? of course going to feel like that if he's not even acknowledged <laughs> he has a brain like oh yeah yeah it, it is it's oh. a real it is a bugbear yeah and it's like you know just companies using like I'm a copywriter as well so companies just using the word brides and it's like yeah oh for god's sake yeah and as you say Alicia it's it's literal business 101 why would you halve your client base immediately like that's not yeah Yeah, it is look I mean it's 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 an evolving thing but I feel like it's a a really big step that vendors can take which is so easy to change and it will make such a big difference, yeah. especially if you're marketing to people that are listening to this podcast who are forward-thinking, interesting people who are, you know, uh, you know, yeah. looking for that sort of service, then it's going to, I think a lot of people will be giving yeah. them your money, their money, because you're doing that. So it just makes it makes so much sense. Um, this is the Bride Chiller podcast. I'm speaking yeah, to my lovely friends, Rachel and Ellie, and uh, we'll be back do you mind me calling you Rach, Rachel? I would have. I love it. I would well, have to go know. back and <laughs> well, edit this out and say Rachel every time I say Rach. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> I Rachel. want that as my ringtone. Uh, Rachel. <laughs> yeah.
I mean, either works for me. No, no, Rachel's great. What's confusing is that um, my boyfriend is called Rich. And so when Rachel comes to save me with me for days at a time, when I say Rachel's Rich, they they just turn around like, what? What? (laughs) So Rachel and Ellie will be back after this very short break. Chillers, there are lots of things that you may purchase during your wedding planning that are one-use only items, but the one, one, one big item that you will be looking at hopefully for the next 50 million years is your wedding ring. So you want to make sure that it is quality, it is gorgeous, and it's something that you really enjoy wearing because it's a symbol of your love and affection for your other fellow weirdo. Our friends at Nowhere Me produce and manufacture all of their wedding rings and jewellery in-house. They're working with a production house that have been making heirloom quality jewellery since 1979, which is why they can bring you some of the best quality and best value jewellery because they do it all in-house. Noemi are also very ethically minded. They use solid reclaimed gold and also offer an option to order with natural conflict-free stones or man-made lab-grown diamonds on some styles. Noemi offer free overnight shipping and refunds for all jewellery, including custom and engraved pieces. Buying fine jewellery has never been easier. Noemi makes your experience completely risk-free Get a lifetime warranty, free overnight shipping and free returns for a full refund. I must say that my Noemi baguette ring, which I have included in a stack with my engagement and wedding ring, has been getting so many wonderful comments. I am flashing it around and I love that you can include more rings in the stack as you go along with each anniversary. Rich, if you're listening, there's more room on that finger. Noemi will even guarantee you won't find better quality jewellery at a lower price anywhere in the entire world. Head to Hello Noemi, that is Hello, N-O-E-M-I-E dot com. Use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for $75 off any wedding band today. Remember, they ship free overnight in the US and very fast shipping everywhere else for a small additional shipping fee. Visit com and make sure you use the promo code BRIDECHILLER for $75 off any wedding band today. Noemi. Buying fine jewellery has never been easier. When I first connected with ThirstyNest.com's creator, Jackie Strum, I was like, man, that is such a cracking idea. I wish I thought of that. Thirsty Nest is the world's first wine and spirits gift registry created by Jackie after her own wedding. Coming from a family who were heavily involved in the wine industry, Jackie saw an opportunity to use her expertise of the wine and spirits industry and also help couples create a memorable registry of quality alcohol and accessories. Forget the crock pots and the cutlery, especially if you've already established a home together. This is a great opportunity to build a quality home bar and also up your game with glassware and gorgeous accessories that you may not buy otherwise. One of my favourite options on thirstynest.com is the essentials package. They call it the little black dress of registries. It is a one-click selection that means you can add all of it to your registry in but a second and of course make changes as you go. 
It's basically a wine and alcohol starter pack. If you are building a home bar and includes things like gorgeous Moscow Mule mugs, you've got your champagne flutes, a diverse selection of all wines, and I'm talking quality wines here, top shelf liquor to be the hosts with the most when it comes to mixing cocktails and aperitifs, an aerator that I highly recommend using with the cheaper varieties of wine, whiskey decanters, and of course, a fabulous bar cart, which I think every home needs. Start your registry today at thirstynest.com and give Happy Hour its happily ever after. Visit thirstynest.com to create your registry today. That is thirstynest.com to create your registry today. Push your little bar cart out, host a fabulous party and just look like pros. Oh, we have a laugh. I'm so excited. Now, We've never done an ad break before. <laughs> well, you've just done it. You've done it. Oh, it's done. It's done. Pop that cherry. Remember, everyone listening, I've popped that cherry. Everyone listening, mm-hmm. support my sponsors because they help me. Um, <laughs> And we all I don't that. make I don't make millions. I can guarantee you, but it certainly pays the way to do all the technical stuff. You know, like how I get uncomfortable, so I put a voice on because I don't want to mm. talk about money. Um, <laughs> listen, listen to me, ladies. Uh, okay. Your podcast. Listen. Um, what is great about your podcast? And I actually think speaking. I, I pitched earlier on saying that vendors should listen. I think there's a lot of topics that you've covered uh, recently that would be very relevant to Bride Chiller listeners and especially Bride Chiller listeners who are in creative industries, who are also uh, interested in the wedding industry from a different perspective. So I just wanted to reiterate that it's not just for vendors. I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to learn and, and be entertained and encouraged by your content that aren't just wedding vendors. So I'm just going to put oh. that out there. Firstly, thank you very much. Secondly, no, when you started that sentence with what's so great about your podcast, I thought that was you asking us that question. I was like, God, what oh, is well. great about a podcast? Oh, my God. oh no. Um, but I think, uh, yeah, and I definitely, I think a lot of a lot of that is kind of demystifying the industry because, you know, there are, generally, you don't have your own wedding a lot in life. Yep, generally, yeah. it's a once or twice or three time occasion. No shade. Um, yeah, no shade. Uh, do what you do. No shade. Um, and yeah, I think it, so it can be a really scary time, which is why you need to find the vendors that kind of suit you. Mm. But I do think listening to these kind of, you know, hopefully it does give couples solace that, you know, we're actual humans do who do kind of just have these the same kind of conversations exactly yeah. as you say like, that people are going through. It's also really helpful because Rachel, because all of your stuff is handmade, you mm. are, you can come at things with an incredible maker's eye as a small creator that's not necessarily the industry. So like we did one about Etsy and that kind of thing. Um which you can kind of bring to the table but also we do a lot of just like oh we talked to Sarah Powell about self-celebration oh that's brilliant for everyone that was literally like a therapy session it was incredible so yeah I do think there's a lot of crossover um but it's good to know that you think that too (laughs) good to know we're getting that across (laughs) you really are and 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 I think you know as a as a a solopreneur as we would sort of say and, and someone in a creative industry and um it's really good to see that uh, business is not all just bros talking about, you know, fucking hustle and get your funnels ready and make it all. That's what I see. And it's like, ugh, you're not speaking to me. Now, <laughs> back to the vendor relationship. I wanted to ask you both something that I, I sort of see and I think a lot of people are scared to sort of talk about. And that is when you aren't necessarily satisfied with the vendor relationship or vendors are doing something or not doing something and you want to approach them but it can be awkward because 
you don't want to hurt their feelings, but also you don't want to be let down. Let's talk a little bit about your perspective of how you can approach someone in a nice way, or maybe if they really shut you off, maybe you don't want to be nice, but how do you approach them <laughs> in a way that, you know, is not going to damage the relationship too much? How do you communicate that? And hopefully everyone turns out happy. I think it's, as you say, it's that first step of knowing that you do need to communicate it. Like the yeah. prime example I always think of with this is um, makeup artists or beauty oh, yeah. or hair up because a lot of the time they're one of the only uh, vendors that will have a trial before the day. And, uh, you know, we're part of loads of groups and I'm sure you get kind of get this in the, the chiller community too. So many people um, have their trial and aren't happy, but they don't know how to explain it to makeup artists because yeah. they don't want to hurt their feelings. Because yes. you know they've done a maybe they've done a good job, it's just not the right job. Alternatively, yeah. maybe they have done an atrocious job. Um, but mm. it's that thing of knowing, trusting that you've picked the right vendor who cares about your day as much as as you do. Hopefully, yeah. and so if you tell them that they've done it wrong, but you know that you'd like to work with them to make it, you know, to like get to the right point, they're going to be grateful that you told yeah. them in advance rather than just suffering through your wedding day and hating it afterwards. One hundred percent. And also, as creatives, I think I think sometimes people think that creative people will be absolutely crushed if you say like, "Oh, that idea isn't for me," but mm. like, I, I want to go with a different color or something, or you know, anything like that. I think it's often you're as a creative person you're like so used to getting that kind of feedback it's often I mean unless you're mean about it like don't be horrible (laughs) but like if but if you're just like oh you know I was actually hoping to go down more of this direction or and references always really help like visual references um color palettes things like that you know if it's that kind of thing because especially like with you know as we said with weddings you haven't done it that many times before so it's it's only natural that you might not know until you've seen something that actually it's not what you were thinking of or you might be doing something that isn't necessarily how things are done in you might be wanting something that isn't necessarily how things are done in the wedding world which doesn't mean that it's bad it just means you're bringing something new in and you might have to work with the vendor together to do that rather than them just kind of meeting you 75 percent of the way you might have to meet them 75 percent of the way to kind of get your vision across so I wouldn't, yeah, don't automatically assume that vendors are going to bite your head off for you asking them to do the job that you've paid them to do. Yeah, 100%. And like often vendors, like, well, all the time, really, the, the most important thing is getting your day the way that you want it. And like, I think people maybe sometimes think that vendors have like some sort of, feel like they have creative ownership. I mean, mm. I'm not saying that they're not out there. Like we've all, like, we've all experienced that kind of thing. Yeah. But good suppliers will want you to have what you want and shouldn't put their um creative like stamp on it over the like needs of the couple and they shouldn't take it personally either yeah it's like when you go to the hairdresser and I like that you said about the makeup artist because I have been absolutely guilty of going to the hairdresser and asking for something quite specific I know people are listening going amen this has happened to me a hundred times I'm sure we've all been there <laughs> we're all picturing yep. Rachel from Friends <laughs> yes. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) No, Rachel from Friends, we all put that one photo in and we're like, this, this is it. And then they don't do it. And then you, you, as you said, it's really confronting to sit there and sometimes you don't know this person. They might, you might be a new hairdresser, client relationship, but to be able to say, actually, I'm deeply crushed by this shit show that you've done to my hair. Um, Now, you know. You have in fact I fucking hate this, but you don't want to say that. But then, you know, maybe it's empowering to obviously not say I fucking hate this because that's not a good positive step forward, but just to say 
I am not satisfied. Please, can we just go back to the drawing board? Let's workshop this and come up with something that I don't want to go and, you know, step out in front of a car when I leave this hairdressing salon. <laughs> don't do that, by the way. Ideally, um, yeah. yeah. And also, but it's like a, it's a vulnerability yes. place. It is the same as the hairdressers. Like, you know, body image is so important as and wedding planning is so important. And it feels at the moment, at that moment, it can feel like the only thing that matters in the yeah. world. And so you've got to, It's. I think it's a case of self-worth. Like it's knowing that you are worth mm-hmm. enough that you can say those things that you deserve better or yeah. what's right. Yeah, trusting your instincts. Trusting your instincts. No, yeah, and exactly. I think, in, and that is part of the coming back to the, business transactional situation and and you know I, I've said for the for the last 50 years of doing this podcast that it is it's a unique <laughs> situation because you know you buy a house that's a motive but also it's something that people do uh, over and over again you see a mortgage advisor it's all very you know it, it's mapped out the process is mapped out whereas you know buying a yeah. car you go to a dealer or you go you know buy it online people know how to do that and it's easy to figure out whereas with weddings it's a motive because you're sort of making it up as you go along with you, the theme and dealing with uh, family and relationships and obligations, all this extra shit attached to it that's not necessarily attached to other yeah, big transactions. Yeah. So you already go in with all of those extra expectations of deep feels, even if you feel cool about it. And and then you sort of jump into that situation of then having to give away a lot of money probably, maybe, and then get into yeah. relationships where you're like, I don't want to hurt their feelings, but if I can hate this, or um, these flowers don't didn't look anything like what you said they were going to look like. How do I say this without seeming like a psycho or feeling bad about it, but also being able to communicate and go, I'm not really satisfied, or can we please figure something out? And I think there's just you um, honing in on the business transactional side of it, I think is also, it's really important to remember because weddings are so emotive, sometimes you don't think about them as being business transactions, but this is why. Yes, let's are talk so about that, well. please, yeah. again. Because you. Yes. Because you are you are pissing money into the wind with a wedding. Yeah, like you're yeah. hemorrhaging money in a way you have never mm-hmm. hemorrhaged money before. Um, having a contract is so important because it's high value products and also like not quibbling, but questioning anything you don't feel com- comfortable with. Um, because then you know the vendor can come back and explain it and hopefully yeah. make you feel more confident about why they've got that in their contract. Otherwise, you're just going to be sat there like rocking back and forth <laughs> wondering what why? you've just signed up to. Yeah. yeah. And I think any vendor who is a professional, genuine um staff will not be uh not be offended if you if there's something that's worrying you. I mean if you're like picking it apart every yeah. single piece because you just want to get five P off or whatever, yeah. obviously yeah. they're gonna think you're a don't dick. Do that. Don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. But yeah, if, <laughs> but if there's a clause that really does make you feel uncomfortable or you simply don't understand what it means on your day. Yeah ask them and they'll be happy to tell you and if they don't know it shouldn't be in the contract (laughs) and if you ask them up in advance and it's something that you're feeling a little bit iffy about it's better to ask before you sign it otherwise like later on it just it saves the vendors an awkward conversation later on where they're like oh I'm really sorry I have to just refer back to my contract yeah which is never fun and and also Rach you just said if you're feeling iffy if you feel iffy about anything about the situation and especially if you're getting vibes and I'm a big you know I'm not into woo-woo as people know but if I I am into trusting that gut feeling and if you're getting feels from people that yeah they might be doing a good deal but you don't get good feels from or you feel like something's a bit off then walk away or you know actually talk about it and then leave the situation if it's not making you happy and you don't feel like they're going to either do what they say they're going to do or if you just feel weird about it maybe it's a good vibe to just fuck off and forget it you know yeah 
This is going to sound like a plug. Come on. Or a plug. Plug it. Plug it. No, I was just going to say on your vendor cheat sheet, I really love that it says that about um, not being afraid to ask them if you can be connected with one of their previous clients. Yes, yes. You know, because it is trusting that gut instinct, but also, you know, it's good to have other real people (laughs) that have been in your situation rather than just like, you know, testimonials on a website are good. Facebook reviews are great because you can't edit them. Google business reviews are great. Um, but yeah, I think asking other people as well so that you can kind of work out how what those what those vibes are telling yeah. you, as yeah. it were, I think is really important. Just that was just a planted plug, everyone. Thank Download that. So much. She's a professional, everyone. I blushed. <laughs> um, well, I'm gonna plug as well because we do a digital download at just let's just go to fucking town. Um called the Bride Chiller <laughs> Questions not? to Ask Vendors. It's a digital download, it's a 30 page download that you can put on your phone or your tablet or whatever other device you have and it's 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 sectioned into different vendors and it's a whole bunch of questions you can take along and do the little interview or email or Skype or whatever and just know that you're covering the ground when it comes to talking to people because I think a lot of people go to situations to go oh, I like you you're great and then they leave the situation and go oh I didn't ask them the 28 things I was supposed to ask mm-hmm. them so whether you buy my digital download or you just write the list make sure you go into relationships interviews situations prepared think about what you want to say yeah, and, yeah. and also if you aren't going to like absolutely curl up in a ball and die asking you in person <laughs> you can always email it over like because also that might be good to get more concrete yes. responses you know if it's quite a technical thing like or if it's something that really is very very um that you might want to kind of call back on later for example like venues curfews or the last time you can play music that kind of thing it's good to get it in writing as well because then if they change their mind later you can refer back and be like well Mm. actually on the 23rd of august this is what you said you don't which we all know what that means you're a dick yeah You've changed your mind, you absolute liar. We know it's yeah. as per my oh, last email. As per my last email, <laughs> you just jump off the cliff. I was yeah. gonna I was gonna bring words in, I shouldn't bring into podcast, but as per my last email needs to be just removed. But then sometimes it's necessary to say, isn't it? Because they don't fucking read and you just go, listen, dickhead. Yeah. Oh, I've yeah. been in the office today, so I've exactly. I'm all G'd up. <laughs> in a normal workplace. <laughs> regards. Regards, yes, regards. <laughs> regards. As per my last email, regards. Yes. Cut, cut, eat a bag of dicks, Alicia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Not so happy days. <laughs> miserable, miserable days. Atrocious days. Actually. Now, you said this is season one. So, you have done so far uh, 22 episodes. Oh, so, tell you. me yes. how many yeah. episodes are in season one and when is season two coming back? No pressure. Uh, we literally decided Good. this about two hours ago and felt very giddy <laughs> by the choice so let's put it out we're putting it out there everybody manifesting the situation yeah. um it's 24 episodes by the time it wraps so we've got two more weeks it'll finish their last week of june and then we're going to come back in september um refreshed refreshed renewed uh rachel will be tanned, i'll be burnt <laughs> Um, I don't know why you keep saying that. <laughs> because I'm just like, I'm a bag of veins. Like, you can see right through me. So it's going to go slightly more pink. Um, yeah, and then we come back in September with loads, loads more hot, fresh so content, ideas. guys. <laughs> so many ideas. They're spilling out of us. Uh, the thought of things <laughs> spilling out of you is just the way I want to end this podcast. It's very exciting. It's a, it's a gorgeous visual that I just told everyone oh, I'm a bag of veins oh. with ideas spilling out of me. I've really painted an excellent yeah. picture of myself for an, of an audio. And it's medium. accurate. It is accurate. I'm taking you notes as really. we speak. This is being... <laughs> I have. You're nodding. You've met me in person. You're like, very accurate description. Yes, yes. 
it's well, I say exactly. go and listen to the last 22 episodes, have a short break, de-sunscreen, whatever, and then come back in September and listen all over again. Thank oh, you so you much. Too. It's been honestly, when we had you on the podcast, um, we kept forgetting to respond to you because it felt like we were listening oh, to you. Oh, yeah. fans. Like we kept forgetting we were talking. I was like, oh, so, if this is real life. Genuinely, we kept like jumping up on our chairs and like, oh, we're, <laughs> we, we have, have to, to answer that. Yeah. So um, well, thank you so much you know, for having us on. Yes. That's very kind thank and I'm, so I'm flattered but I'm delighted and, and congratulations on your success. It's so nice to welcome uh, you onto the show and then welcome you both into my life as real friends. Look at that by the end. Oh, oh, and please excuse my assholeness from oh, earlier sorry. in the show. You didn't go to high school with me, but I love you all so much. Uh, please. Some people may, I did maybe go to high school, but I went to a very rough high school right near a prison. So a lot of people that I went to high school have also gone to prison. So um, I have yet to go to prison. I'm not saying it will never happen. I haven't done anything bad, but Rich is always saying, I mean, you never know, yeah, but he thinks I'd go well in prison. <laughs> why was he? I, he's gonna frame you for something. He's setting. But he's right always like, "You're wily. You do well in prison." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'd start a small business. I'd probably be, I'd be, I'd probably, you know, be. Oh, let's not start this. I'd do stand up in prison. I've thought a lot about this, guys. I'm not doing anything wrong. At least you're prepared. I figure out. Yeah. As we said, as, as, as our last, last email, email. please yeah. send me cakes in prison if I go to prison. Probably not going to go to prison, but you just never know. You got to decide. The wedding enthusiast, just please Google. Again, I will link to this, your website there, Ellie. I'm not sure I've sounded very well, enthusiastic yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> She's so relatable. I'm relatable, guys. Um, I'm relatable. You have given me the most gorgeous white T-shirt uh, saying enthusiast on it, and I love it, but I'm so scared to wear it. I'm actually going to wear it this weekend because – I want I want the perfect Ooh, Insta photo. Perfect doesn't exist, by the way. Um, but I want a really mm-hmm. nice Insta. And <laughs> whenever I go to put it on, we're going to eat somewhere, and I'm really concerned about yeah sauce or soiling sauce. it before I get the Insta photo. Yeah. So I just want to say that <laughs> in the show notes, in the Insta, you will see me in this fabulous shirt, and it's sexy, and I love it. And I'm sorry I haven't shared it earlier, but it's just the fear of ruining such a lovely thing. So that's it. <laughs> Do you know? I thank you very much, um, and I totally understand. I don't think I've worn my own shirt more than twice <laughs> because I am a serial ketchup spiller. So I've just decided for my own. And I mean, like, really, I should wear it all the time because that is the t-shirt I could get again most often. Like, I have a box yeah, where I true. literally make them. Um, but yeah, ketchup well, and white t-shirts don't mix. No. But do you know why it is? I can't do can't do dark t-shirts because my um printers are all they're water based and it's all vegan and hundred percent eco friendly. Um and the ink they use they can't print on they can't print like light ink, so I can't do dark t-shirts. So basically I need to grow up and be less messy with ketchup. <laughs> I think I think it's the universe telling me that I need to do that. Well, I think I prefer the nice T-shirt, the white T-shirt, the ethical T-shirt than the black T-shirt that's made from children's yes. blood and sweat. <laughs> exactly. and- monkey faces so I think you know I just need to grow up and not eat messy foods whilst wearing your t-shirt but I look forward to sharing yeah I well that's not even a joke I have done Mm -hmm. that on a few occasions in restaurants (laughs) Um, thank you so much yes thank you so much so we've learned so much about me and you and Thank you so much. The Business Proposal uh, Podcast, so people can visit thebusinessproposalpodcast.com. So if you would like to connect with either Ellie or Rach, Rach, Rachel, <laughs> uh, 
hit up their website. And also, if you would like to read today's show notes, I do a blog every episode. I don't know if people know this. All you need to do is visit thebridechiller.com and you will see all of the back catalogue and blogs that contain all of the links, information, and uh, lots of funny photos. I don't know where the funny photos came from. Uh, any last thoughts, ladies? I want to, I want to see the funny photos. photos. Yeah, that was my thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, just be me just dicking around. So there you go. Perfect. Uh, I want I want more of your Olaplex stories content. Yes. That's what I want. Oh, request. Thank, request. Thank you for reminding me. I'm actually Olaplexing my hair tonight. I'm Are not you? Even, yes. Oh, I've been doing it. I feel so connected with you right now. <laughs> I think it's working. I'm they're not sponsors. I have no affiliation with them. I've paid the price. I mean, we could only wish, but I feel like it's working. I don't, oh. There's no science behind my feelings, but <laughs> it's your instincts. Trust them. They feel like the ends feel. Oh, okay, I don't know. Anyway, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll update you all. Um, until next episode, I want to say thanks again, and of course, happy days. Happy days. Happy days. <laughs> The Bride Chiller Podcast. The only place a cookie cutter should be used is in the kitchen. Am I right? <laughs>